In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of uh, our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Alexa Peretz. Hey, girl. Hi, Betches. How are you? Good. Okay, so uh, we're going to be talking today about why the fuck do I have to look a certain way to get married? The industry, you know, fashion is a major staple of the wedding industry, whether it's, you know, subconscious or just completely blatant. But um, Alexa had a very interesting experience when it came to finding her wedding dress, her rehearsal dinner dress that she's going to be sharing with us today. Um, but before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you guys know, we know these are like really crazy and stressful times. Um, so I want to encourage you to join our Betches crew. Um, we actually have a great Facebook group. It's called Betches Brides Facebook group. And if you're in some need of support right now, which I'm sure you are, I know I am, um, mm-hmm. join our Betches Brides Facebook group. It's a community of brides all figuring out together how the F to get through wedding planning. So make sure to join. And then also we've got a great newsletter. Um, planning a wedding is stressful, like stressful AF, especially during a pandemic. So we just recently launched our brand new weekly bridal newsletter to help you not fuck your wedding plannings up. Um, whether you need an opinion on a trend you saw on Pinterest or like if you want to know if it's trendy or tacky, like something superficial or like tips on dealing with in-laws, planning, all that stuff, like serious stuff. From the superficial to the serious, we've got you covered. Consider this newsletter the best gift that wasn't on your registry. Subscribe now uh, so you don't miss out. Just go to betches.co slash brides newsletter. Okay, so let's get into this. Alexa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, again. I had to to turn off my Alexa because that bitch wouldn't shut up. She's the worst. She makes all Alexas look kind of bad right now. Um, I'm I'm so sorry for you that they named her Alexa. I mean, they really should have named her like some... They really should have named her Karen from finance so that all the Karens from finance were tortured for the rest of their lives. They did because they deserve it. But they, they, they say that, the, that they did it because of the XA is a very rare thing in a lot of names. So it typically only picks up with that one name. So it's, oh my God. it's a little weird. It's so crazy because I literally like halfway through what we were prepping, I'm like, oh my God, I have to turn my Alexa off. Otherwise she's going to be going nuts the whole time. So anyway. Oh my God. Yeah, she's, she's a pain. <laughs> Do you have her in your home? Um, I have an Echo. I call her Echo because that's the art. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, she doesn't listen either way. I think she's very bitter about the whole thing. She doesn't want to share a name with me as much as I don't want to share a name with her. But I was there first. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, speaking of uh, people who are bitches, um, I know that you had quite an experience while planning your wedding. So Alexa is already married. So congratulations on getting married before Corona hit. Thank you. It was, um, you know, definitely a lucky, a lucky moment. 
we're going to talk about your wedding uh, to wrap this up on a positive note, but I want to get into the nitty gritty first. So you're on today because you are a size, were or are a size 16. Um, I'm usually like, I feel, I'm usually between a 16 and eight, an 18, which, uh-huh. um, yeah, so sometimes I fluctuate, but yep. um, yeah, that's my size. <laughs> right, exactly. And so you actually are on to talk about how difficult it was for you to find a wedding dress and other, you know, bridal adjacent outfits. Basically, what I've heard through the grapevine is that you were kind of getting upcharged and given like the runaround when it came to trying to find a wedding dress. That's accurate, yes. right? Yes, okay. yes. So I, I wouldn't say it was hard to find a wedding dress. Luckily, I was nervous. It would be hard to find a wedding dress based on my size, but it actually wasn't difficult to find one. What was difficult is that some of these charges, um, which I had no idea existed, are put on top of whatever it costs to already customize a dress. So for instance, you find a dress and a designer that's willing to work with you, and then all of a sudden you find out that you're being charged 20% more than somebody else because of your size. And so- This is crazy because the national average is about a 16. So exactly, the majority of women are being charged more for their wedding dresses because they're considered, what's the term that, you know? Well, I think, I think they, they use it as plus size um, or it's a customization charge, which, um, you know, once again, is not something that um, I feel is accurate to label as because a lot yeah. of the time, I mean, I was um, very lucky to have a fairly healthy budget and most of the gowns that I was looking at, including the one that I was going to be upcharged for um, was, going to be built from scratch. Um, So really for the designer, it might cost them a little bit. It might be like a marginal cost, but it's not to the extent that they try to charge brides. And like you said, it's not not, um, encompassing of like the reality of that most women are 16 and 18. So it really doesn't, yeah. The problem with the fashion industry, the fashion industry is that it caters to the minority, not the majority. I mean, shit, I'm like a, I don't know. I, I go between an eight, a 10, a 12, a 14 sometimes, depending on where I'm shopping. But like, I like legit can't even shop at Zara anymore. They don't even carry like the size that I need to have to go online, which is so crazy. Um, when I did get married, which was a long time ago, I was like a size like four um, or six. So um, I, like they definitely like had my sizes to try on, but it's still stressful to try on wedding dresses. And so when you think about going into something that's supposed to be so fun and exciting. And it's like, you know, you have to have that added anxiety of them not having your sizes. I mean, why has the industry not caught up with reality? I do think it's a matter of, there's some some vested interest in keeping the shame alive. I do think that by doing that, there's a lot of other industries that benefit, including the diet industry, which is so big in our country. it's terrible, but I, and I think it also is capitalizing on the fact that people are in a high stress, you know, they're going through something that's very stressful, but the whole idea with bridal is that anyone should be allowed to get married. Everyone should be able to be, get married. So what you're yeah. saying intrinsically, when you put those charges on someone is that if you are a certain size that you really, should you be getting married? Like you're not the right size. That's you what it says. Alexa, you know what's crazy? So um, I'm since divorced. So 
That's done. What a waste of that beautiful dress. But I plan on getting we'll, we'll go. We'll go shopping. We'll go shopping yes. again. We'll have a better I'll experience. I'll go shopping with you. Um, Please come shopping with me. I will. So, but my, um, so my girlfriend and I, um, like, we're probably going to get engaged. I would say like, well, uh, thank you, Corona. Um, maybe now more like the summer. We'll see. Um, but, you know, for me, I actually have very consciously and subconsciously been thinking like, well, I don't want to get engaged until I lose weight till I'm wedding ready. So you're so fucking right. It is very much like built into this society and mindset that we have of like, you got to be wedding weight ready and like look a certain way to get engaged and, you know, have those photos and like for like be your perfect you on your wedding day. And it's fucking bullshit. I mean, are you in love? Like, does this person love you? Just as I look now, imagine that. Right? Exactly. Can you imagine? I almost want, I, you know, I almost think about how funny it would be for there to be a comedy sketch of like, can you believe it? I got married. Like, <laughs> I, just because I look how I look. I mean, it's so backwards. And I think it's, it's um, a sign of a larger and deeper problem that, but I, that was one of my first thoughts when my husband proposed. He, I was like, oh my God, if only I were thinner, if only I looked better. And I think it starts bringing you away from like the meaning of what a wedding is supposed to be about. And I think it actually starts pushing us into a different thing. That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mentally unhealthy. Like forget about whether you think having extra weight on you is healthy, unhealthy. Like I think that we have to think about our mentality um, and taking care of ourselves during a really stressful time that has so many different pitfalls to fall into. Well, I was so thin when I got married because I was fucking miserable and I was freaking out about getting married and I thought it was the worst mistake of my life and I was correct because we got a divorce. But like, that's the thing is like, I might've looked perfect for as, a, as the bride. Like I always joke, like I'll never look that pretty ever again. But like, it was a byproduct of a very unhealthy, like emotional and physical state. And so- you know, the pictures that, or the look that I wanted to look or the size I wanted to be did not represent an actual happy life. No, it doesn't. And I think by this being sort of seconded in a really difficult time, like I'm sure you've got plenty of compliments and people were like, you look so amazing. You've never looked better. This is the best you've ever looked. Yes, absolutely. It's almost like a form of gaslighting because it just says like, if you don't, if you look a certain way, you can't possibly be upset or unhappy. You know, you can't possibly be anxious. If you look great, it must have been a great fun event. Meanwhile, right. I know when I diet, it's really a struggle. Or if I try to eat healthily, it's really a struggle for me to stay in a healthy frame of mind. Yep. And I think that happens to a lot of people. So I think, um, you know, you have to think about the cost of that as well. It's like, yep. you know, and, and like you said, it's like, yes, it's really backwards. And it's, really it's also backwards. like this dress is the most expensive, like for most people, this is the most expensive thing they've ever purchased. Yep. And they never a will. Mar- yes. And this is, there's a huge margin on it. So they're already making so much money and for it to not be okay that you're walking into the room as you are now already, like starts the wedding process in such a negative way. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. 
you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, so let's talk about your experience dress shopping yes. in NYC before the wedding. So what, where were yes. you mentally? Give, give us a whole, like, Well, I was, super, I was super excited to be shopping for a wedding dress because I think I love getting dressed up. I love fashion. I love all those things. I definitely was nervous that there wouldn't be any options for me because, like you, I've been a double zero before. I've been very small for a majority of my life. So I know the difference in shopping that I think a lot of women don't realize if they've never been on both ends of the spectrum. It's just yeah, the difference. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. It's almost like, I wish I didn't know. You know what I mean? Because it makes it yeah. more, more difficult. But you knowing, I think, is going to help a lot of other people because it is the average woman that we're protecting. And I think it's like the collective understanding of what's happening to all of us. I mean, I think, like, not to mention Rona, but <laughs> I think right. that realizing that, like, you know, just because you're not affected by something doesn't mean somebody else isn't. And so I think even if it's you going in as a bridesmaid and understanding, like, what it's like mm -hmm. to be on the opposite side of the spectrum, I don't know. I just think it, I, I feel grateful that I know what it's like so I can be there for other people. That's a good point. So I think that's the positive side because if not I had no idea um meanwhile like like even when I was super small I wasn't super you know I would still oh, on oh I, I hated myself I, I mean yeah maybe I would look, yes I think I hated myself more and I and I honestly had to come to terms with that because I would spend a majority of my time obsessing over every little part of me and I'm not saying that's everyone's experience I'm sure people some people men probably feel different ways about it as well but I do think um we all struggle with body issues and I think that when it's a highly stressful event with a lot of pressure around appearance like it brings up a lot of our unhealed stuff and so going into the bridal process um, I was really excited but I really tried to do a lot of research about like who would have things in different sizes like I would call up places and be like you know can you help me and so I was already kind of it almost feels like you're working for them a little bit <laughs> like I mean you're literally offering them a huge amount of money you're the customer, but I feel like there was already this sense of like, should I be apologizing for like what oh. I'm coming in with? So, um, so since I've changed my perspective and been able to help some of my friends shop in a different way, but I think that was the first, that was a pleasant surprise. I had lots of options. I went to Kleinfeld's first, which, okay, great. Um, which I had a really nice experience overall. I will say that, you know, it just, it wasn't my number one place, but I, but I was really just relieved to have some options. I had like about three or four that I could have. I hadn't even gone as deep into like figuring out if there were extra charges or not, which I've since found out that there often are, and they don't advertise them. They'll just give you the price of the gown and they're not telling you like, oh, but you're being charged extra. So sometimes these are like hidden fees. So I oh, think it's definitely worthwhile for people to ask. 
Okay. Um, so what, what, so what would you say if you are a size blank or up, you should ask about these hidden fees? God knows if you're two inches above one size or another, <laughs> it could be like a whole. Right. So I think it's always worth it to get an itemized receipt. But I think a lot of the, the people who are working in the, um, working face to face with people are, don't feel good about it. So I think that they know in their heart of hearts that they don't feel super comfortable with that. And it's, it's tough for them because they're facing the client. So let me ask you, is it negotiable? Can you shame them into taking those fees away? Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I, like I said, I, I had really bad experiences and I had some good ones. So can we talk about, of, let's talk about the bad experiences. Yeah. So let's talk about the bad experiences. So luckily by the time I got to this experience, I had already found my dress. So I've already found my number one. Right. So real quick, just to backtrack. So finding your dress you actually found was relatively like easy. Yes. Yes. Ish. Ish. I started, I wasn't as focused on the price. Sorry. I'm like all over the place. No. Um, I, I think like when I first, the person, I, I got very lucky. One day a designer had a trunk show at Mark Ingram. They were amazing. They were lovely. I had such a great experience with them. And a designer came in and he had a trunk show. And um, like so many brides, even very small or on the or any size, um, they don't necessarily have your size to try on. No, which is especially in a trunk show. They have like, sometimes they only have like zeros and twos for real. Yeah, or they don't, or, you know, I'm sure some people are too small for those. So it's a very funny experience when you're buying such an expensive thing that you at the same time are not able to actually see something in your size. I mean, I get- insane? It's like you char you're charging like thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars for this thing. Could I maybe see it in a size that fits? Like imagine if like you went to Stella McCartney for like a birthday outfit and they're like, we don't have your size, sorry, but you're gonna, but you're gonna trust us that we're gonna make it in your size custom and it's gonna be twice the amount of money. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's exactly what you have to do and it's, it's nuts because you really can't picture it. Sometimes they just would like lay it over my body <laughs> to like, <laughs> and um, you know, other times it would be too big and they would have to clip it each which way and the waist yeah. is in the wrong spot and the arm is like holes, droopy and so you really just don't know and you have to trust that like whatever place that you have has great alterations yep. I definitely I highly recommend going with a place that has in store in um I don't know what the phrase is like yep. um alterations that can be done at the place that you purchase it Mark Ingram had it I know Kleinfeld, Kleinfeld has it yep. yeah there's a lot of places or you know having a really great seamstress um or tailor be able to work on it so um so yeah, um, sometimes having to picture it was difficult, but this guy had, um, his name is Adam Zohar. He's a, such a sweetheart. He saw me trying on dresses and he was like, can you please try on one of my dresses? And the first one I tried on of his, you know, I couldn't fit it over one arm, <laughs> but I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try one more. So I tried another dress that he had on the rack that had the long sleeves I was looking for. And, you know, it was able to fit over me so I could really get more of a sense and, it was like my Cinderella moment. Um, I didn't personally get emotional because I had looked at so many dresses and they're all so beautiful, but it just, I knew it was the right thing. And the first thing he said to me is like, I'm customizing this dress for you. Like I am making this to measure for you. I do that anyway. I start from um, zero <laughs> and I build a dress. So why would I charge you more for, you know, it's really not much different. It might cost me a little bit, more but on my end but it's so marginal and it's also it's um 
it's you're a bride and then I'm supposed to be making a bridal dress so it was definitely that was such a wonderful experience that it was it immediately created a contrast and an anger toward all the other maybe some of the other experiences I was about to have or had so because you had that good experience and it really highlighted the ones that were actually bad which if you hadn't had the good experience you might have been none the wiser actually of course or I could have been so I mean I know I have a couple of friends that I, you know, we all talk about our wedding experiences. And there was a girl that got married before me that I um, spoke to and she got married in Ireland and she went to go try on a dress and she was so shamed by the whole experience. She ran out in tears um, and, you know, ended up losing tons of weight for her wedding and needed to buy another dress. So, so, and once again, like, you know, more the power to, if you want to do something like that, it should be your decision. But I didn't love that it was originally, um, the core of that was the shame because I think that that is so harmful. Yeah. (laughs) So harmful in general. Absolutely. So like my heart hurts. So you ended up going with this dress that we're talking about right now, right? Yes. Yes. I ended up going with that dress and, um, and it was such an amazing experience and Adam was so lovely. Um, and the the price on the ticket was the price that I was charged. Amazing. he was so kind and even gifted me a veil, which oh was God. so kind of him. And he, you know, he just started on his bridal lines not too long ago. So it's not like he's a big company who has tons of flexibility, but this was something that he was able to do and feel good about, which I think is important to note and an important example for other designers. Um, so that was the most positive experience. Okay. Um, and I also have other names of designers that I had a nice experience with, which I would love to share with people. Please do. Who, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to because I think you shouldn't be made to feel like shit. You're the customer. You're the one who's going in there. You should feel beautiful and you're getting married and someone loves you and they want to get married to you. Yeah. Who, who, who else uh, would you recommend? I had a really nice experience um, at Leanne Marshall. Um, they had a lot more to try on in different sizes than a lot of others. Um, her stuff is beautiful. Um, I, I did really like that. And I know I saw lots of brides coming and going. Kleinfeld was not horrible. It wasn't perfect because they kind of, it's on a designer by designer basis. And my consultant Morgan there was very kind. And I ended up bringing another friend back because that was her dream to get um, to. So, she, so oh, we yeah, went there exactly. and she, yeah, and exactly. And she found her dress within three different tries. You know, they yeah. do have a large inventory and she was also plus size. So um, those were generally positive experiences. Um, I don't know if she was upcharged. I don't know if she knows she was upcharged, but I think um, now that I'm aware of it more, that would be a question I would ask if I went with another friend. Okay, so tell us about some of the negative experiences. So yeah, I went to a, um, I went to a, a bridal store in New York that I had previously gone to when I was picking my wedding dress and it was my mom's favorite dress. And so um, we had thought about getting it as a rehearsal dinner dress. It was on the lower end of my budget at the time. And, um, you know, we, she wanted to get that for me as a gift. So I went back there and um, I tried on the dress and I went to go write up the paperwork. And the, even the person who was working with me, she was also, you know, average sized. <laughs> like, um, so she totally, you know, that's the person that I had the email with, the email exchange with that you guys have. But she, um, she came out and on the itemized receipt, it said 20% um, plus size customization fee. Oh. And 
This 20, was the price. 20 percent on something that's already i'm sure very expensive and overpriced it was ex it was overpriced the thing was very flammable looking to begin with like this was such a contrast like i said to so many of the other experiences but you know it was still a beautiful dress and it was still it was a bit of a splurge on my end because i already bought my dress but it was just something that was supposed to be like a really nice gift for my mom um and it ended up being like a really like probably one of the worst experiences I had but luckily because I had had positive experiences to contrast it it really like empowered me to say something I mean also I've done plenty of work on myself to know like what I feel like and believe in so I immediately not only was just upset I was also relieved that that wasn't my experience on so many you know with so many other designers and put um, in perspective the good ones because you were like oh I didn't realize this is a part of the industry I have your uh I think I have your email. Can I read it? Oh yeah, of course, of course. All right. Um, oh, actually, maybe this is, is this your, oh no, no, no. This person's name is similar to your name. I'm not gonna read this person's name. We're gonna call this person A, okay. Oh man. <laughs> Hi A, I'm gonna have to pass on the dress. On principle, being charged an extra $500 because of my size doesn't feel okay to me. I know this is standard practice for a lot of designers, but it needs to change. And I don't want to continue the cycle that creates a painful experience woo, for many women like me. I've spoken to designers and, and the cost for them on increasing their sizing is marginal. So I say, fuck that. You go, girl. You go, Glenn. Go, go. So then you finished up saying, thank you so much for your help. You're such a kind person. Oh, kill them with kindness. And I really appreciate your time in trying to help me find a solution um, and perfect uh, my rehearsal dinner. Best, Alexa, you. Um, I'm so proud of you for writing that because it could have been so easy just to be like, feel ashamed and say like, oh, I'll pass. Cause sometimes it's really hard to say no, even when somebody's shaming you, especially when it comes to your body and shopping, like, um, there's a, I'm not going to say the name of this place, but there's a, there's like a very high end boutique, um, in New York city. And I used to always shop there, uh, when I was a rich person and they would make me feel so fucking bad about myself, even when I was like a size two or four. And I called them the boutique bitches because every time I go in there, they would like shame me. And I kept, and I'd walk out being like, why do I keep going in there? The stuff is overpriced. It looks like shit of me. They're always trying to like sell me on something that's like not even looking good on me. They're so full of shit. And for some reason, I find that even though it's my money, I'm the one like apologizing to them because like, I, I think not all salespeople, but some salespeople, especially when it comes to high end stuff are trained to like really pressure you. Have you ever seen um, Legally Blonde? Yes, yes, I remember have. when Elle Woods is shopping um, and she said that that sales girl's trying to sell her that low viscosity rayon dress that's on sale. And she like basically like puts her in her place. You Elle Woods, this fucking bitch. That's the best. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's like the highest form of compliment. <laughs> you're welcome. But like, I like, I mean, I, I think a lot of us can relate to like, no matter what your size, no matter what your budget, we've probably all been shamed in some way, shape or form in the fashion world, whether it's bridal or just regular fashion before. And like, it really is unbelievable. Like we're the fucking customers. Like I, why yeah. made me feel, feel bad. And sometimes like I found myself sometimes buying stuff cause I just don't know how to say no, which really says a lot about me. And I'm not proud of that. But like the fact that you were like, no, and also fuck the shit, but in a really nice poignant way. Bravo. You're Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I think you have to realize that I think a lot of, a lot of people stand to benefit from capitalizing on shame. And I think it's really like, it takes the, 
and it's especially with women. I, I do, I do think it's a sex issue. It is. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, when I went with my husband to go get his bespoke tux made, you know, there was no talk. His, the first question to him in the dressing room wasn't like, do you plan on losing weight? Which was actually the first thing that I was asked in many places that I went to. Are you fucking kidding me? And, and to be honest, like their whole thing is like, well, a lot of people come in here, a lot of brides go in there and the first, the first idea is like, oh, of course I'm going to lose weight. And well, so then let them say that, okay? Exa- exactly. So I, but I understand there's a practical thing, but I totally agree. It's not, that shouldn't be reinforced. You know, yeah. if somebody wants to do something that's up to them, but I do think that there is this intense pressure on an already pressureful situation. And it really does say like, you're not lovable. Like you're not marriage material because you are not a certain size. Right, or you're not ready yet, or like now's not the right time. And like, that's so, that's such bullshit. You should have to put your wedding and your love on hold because like you're not at a, a weight that society tells you you should be at. If, and like you said, if you want to lose weight, great. Good on you, you can do whatever you want. But if you're happy in the size that you're in, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There is no thing as like, as like a standard size that you should be on your wedding day. It's bullshit. No, there, there isn't. And, and I really think about it this way. It's, it's a reflection on the designer or the design if it doesn't look good on brides. You know it's what not a reflection say? on you. No, a good designer should be able to design for any size woman. And it's the shitty designers. Anybody can make a fucking coat hanger look good. You know what I mean? So like really, you're actually right. It's, it's actually, it's a... It's a bad look for the designer that they can't design for a larger array of uh, different body types. Like, of like course, Christian uh, Sortiano. Am I going to? Oh, Siriano, Siriano. I totally did. Christian Siriano. He actually he was guilty when he was on Project One Way of saying to all his models right before like the big runway show, "If you gain a pound, I'm cutting you. Don't eat an ounce." He was basically joking, but it you know I mean and whatever, eight years ago, 10 years ago, you get away with saying that. But Christian has made a massive effort to design for women of all shapes and sizes in the last, like I'd say, three to five years. And I think it's really a credit to his talent and how good he is at designing that he can do Of course, of course. And I think, um, yeah, of course. And everyone's body is different. You can be the same size as someone else. It doesn't look the same. And the same dress isn't going to look good on you. It wasn't that way when I was a double zero. And it's not that way when I'm a size 18. And that's just the reality of it. Um, I also, and I have bought things from Christian Siriano before and they're amazing. Um, but it needs to be more widespread. And, um, my other positive experience, if you want to, you know, because this was related to the rehearsal experience, that was my really negative, um, my most negative experience throughout the process. Um, I ended up meeting with a very small designer as well for that after I had this experience and her name is um, Sarah from Saru. And she initially had sizes small to large, but my size was like a couple inches larger than her extra, whatever the size was at the time, I believe it was a large. And she immediately was, was, she first was talking about, I might have to, you know, charge you a customization fee. And then her and I really talked about it. And she's like, you know what? Like, that's wrong. She's like, I, like, if I can't make this for you, what type of a designer am I? And we ended up costing, and she was amazing. And we designed something that looked really great on my body that other brides now, um, you know, are, are able to purchase, um, 
she was so lovely and we really just had a very open conversation about like she's like how do we make this work um there were you know it was it was great and it was such a contrast but she's like listen if i have to charge everybody a teeny bit more so that i don't have to just charge the one individual like that that is worth it to me and so now she does not charge for extended sizing at all nothing extra and her stuff is beautiful and it looks great on everyone. So I, I highly, I really had a wonderful experience with her, but it was a conversation. I'm also okay with the conversation because I know it's different. Um, but it was at least acknowledging like, Oh wait, like this isn't right. And how do I make it right? Alexa, I'm very proud of you. I mean, like seriously, you throughout your entire wedding planning, bridal dress searching journey, you were able to leave a footprint on the wedding industry in such a positive way for other women. Oh, like, thanks. You're here. That's my, I mean, I think that there's so much work to be done in this space. And I think it's up to everybody from the bride to everybody advocating for friends, for, um, I, I just think it's, it's so important because I think um, the only way it's going to change is if all of us sort of change our mindset and realize even if we're not impacted by this particular thing, that the way that brides are treated throughout the process is I think, you know, there's a little bit of discrimination. I know that's like a heavy word. I don't, and not I don't use it. Discrimination. If, if they're charging you more because you are a larger size than they have available, uh, available and they're calling it a customization fee, that's discrimination. It is. They're, yeah. Yeah. I think the one I said, they're treating one group of women separately than another group of women. That's not fair. Yeah, and, and it's not, and especially with something that's supposed to be at this point, thank God, a universal thing, like that we all are allowed to get married and that's wonderful. And then you get engaged and then you're not able to get a dress. I mean, that's such a key part of all of this. So I do think like um, it's up to all of us to say something for the people that are, are not far not along enough in their own journey to say it for themselves. I think we all have to kind of realize like this is what's happening. So what would you advise people to do if they're in the same situation that you were in and they're getting negative feedback or they're getting these upcharges? Should they negotiate? Should, negotiate? should they put their foot down? What should they do? Should they have I mean, listen. I'm happy to call for anyone who I will tell you that the designer that I wrote that email to did absolutely nothing. And I'm so grateful that it wasn't the dress that I particularly wanted the most. So I, I totally sympathize. And it's very, it's a very privileged position that I was able to say, go F yourself. And I went about something else, but I do have, I do firmly believe and like this is, you know, obviously my belief system is that your wedding day is about love. You want, I think every part of it should have some reflection on that. Um, And like, if somebody is treating you poorly or a designer isn't willing to design for you, or I just think it automatically brings that type of energy into your wedding. And I think my advice would say, say no, find somebody who will. And there are people who will. That I think is my major message. It's like, go find somebody who will, talk to other people, find those designers that, are going to be happy to work with you. It's your money. Like you should feel great throughout the process. Like there's no reason for you to feel shame. I have a favorite phrase that um, I've like said for the last 10 years. It's really cheesy, but I really think it, it, it's, you know, it makes sense in this case. You deserve to be celebrated, not tolerated. Like you should be getting celebrated. This is your wedding. Don't let anybody make you feel like they're doing you a fucking favor. You're paying them. And again, uh, Alexa, can you go over the, 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 um, wedding and bridal designers that you worked with who were amazing? 
Yes. So I loved um, my experience with um, Adam Zohar. He was amazing at Mark Ingram Bridal in New York. Adam Zohar and Mark Ingram. Okay, good. Yes. And I worked, the manager there, Elise, is so fabulous and wonderful. And um, I'm trying to remember, Amara was my consultant there. And um, Maggie was the person who did all the alterations on my dress and like she was so wonderful as well. Mark, Mark Ingram, like amazing, amazing. There, there. Um, there's many places I shop that were at all ends of the spectrum pricing wise, and I think that they're known for being fairly expensive. But I do think if you are going to pay a premium, like you should once again be celebrated, and it should be something where you have people advocating for you and working with you, and um, yeah, just making it such a wonderful experience. So I had a great experience there, and Adam Zohar in person gave me an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, and the other designer I worked with was Sarah from Saru. Um, she's a, right now she's um, just started designing for bridal stuff. Um, her stuff was featured in Vogue, it's beautiful. Um, and she, she and I worked together closely um, to make my rehearsal dinner dreams come true with lots of feathers and rhinestones. So <laughs> I highly recommend that. I love it. Um, I lo- my experience at Leanne Marshall as far as sizing was really great. Um, I had a decent experience at Kleinfeld as far as like what was available and I'm, you know, I'm going to go through my notes and I'll let you know if anyone wants to reach out to me, I can see if there were any particular designers within those places that carried my size. I think Haley Page was one of them at Kleinfeld. We've interviewed her here. She's so great. Yeah, she seems really lovely. And Christian Siriano, um, I don't always love my... (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but I don't always love the experience. I didn't love the experience of being there, but I did love that. I've gotten so many beautiful dresses and gowns okay. from him. And if you guys want to DM Alexa, you can just go to her Instagram at Alexa underscore Peretz and it's P-E-R-E-T-Z, right? Yeah, uh, feel free. Real, thank you so much. Seriously, she'll call, she'll cut a bitch for you. <laughs> I apparently will. <laughs> and for any of my ladies, seriously, we all got to look out for each other. Well, if we can't do it for ourselves, then Alexa can swoop in like the hero that she is and do it for us. Um, real quick before I let you go. So quickly, just tell us about your wedding in Italy. I'm dying to know. I have a friend who's supposed to get married there in October. I am fingers crossed that it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. It was, it was the most amazing experience. I would tell her if she can reschedule it because you'll never have a wedding experience quite like it. Good the to know. The people there are so passionate Really? Well, her, her fiance like actually has a lot of family in Italy. So he is, he's Italian, uh, like half. So I feel like that would makes it even more special um, and significant for them to definitely make sure they get married there. But that's the thing is like, there are a lot of people who are planning overseas weddings right now and they're debating if they should just postpone or just like move it to the States. So your advice would be get married in Italy, regardless of when. Have, what you, have, have the experience you really wanted. I mean, I, my Italian wedding was the most incredible experience of my life. And I think that no matter what people do, if it's in the spirit of romance, it'll be amazing. But I will say that like, you're never gonna have better wine or food, which was, oh. which was definitely a top priority. Um, we got married in Tuscany and oh. um, we did a wine tasting for our rehearsal dinner. And I mean, you just can't beat that scenery. We just knew no one could have a bad time. Of course they kicked and screamed a little bit getting there, but the second everyone's there, it was just a, such an amazing collective experience. Um, and how yeah. many people, how many people came? Um, 65 people came. That's, so, that's perfect. 
Yeah, it was amazing. I thought it was going to feel too small. I was nervous, but we were able to make, because of the lower numbers, we were able to really amp up and do more activities um, with people, like the wine tasting with pairings. I had like a florist work on it. We had, you know, multiple, multiple events. We did a cooking class. Um, we did a bunch of different stuff for the people that did come to really like appreciate, because we really appreciated them making such an, um, a, a big trip. You know, it's such a big, it's a, such a big commitment to go overseas, but the people at, um, I worked with Sposia Movie. Um, my, my wedding planner, Francesca, was probably one of the best wedding planners in the world. <laughs> I, I love her. She was, she's incredible. And all of the vendors um, really became like friends, like family. They really treat everything. Um, they're so passionate and it's their art and it's not just like their side gig. You know, right. they really, they really, um, yeah, I felt like I was the only wedding they've ever planned and that's definitely not the case. <laughs> so, so, so I felt very special and it's, it kind of goes to that theme we're talking about with the dress is like, you really should feel, um, special taken care of. Like I want that experience for anybody that I know going through this because it's expensive and it's a lot of work. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I do know a couple that did get married in the streets of New York um, because they weren't, they weren't, they were worried they weren't going to be able to get properly married. So that was pretty cool too. So I think people are going to find new and creative ways to, um, express their love during these crazy times. Yeah. Well, Alexa, um, congratulations on your wedding. And I saw your husband in his bathing suit and he's fucking adorable. So congratulations to you both. <laughs> he's a good looking guy. He's going to, he needs to hear that too. The, the men need it as much as us, as we do. Um, where are you? Is, is he like laying outside? Yeah, yeah, we're at we're in Florida right now with my family. We were we usually live in New York, um, so we've been displaced. Um, so we're living with our family, which is its own brand of crazy. How fun is that? Um, yeah, I'm sure. But but we're, we're we're making the most of it. I mean, it's, we can't complain about being able to sunbathe in the middle of um, isolation. I figure you were in Florida. I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. Um, Alexa, thank you so much for joining us. You're really like you're really a champion for women, and you're fighting for the right things. And you really should, I mean, be proud of yourself because it takes a lot of guts to stick up for yourself and for others. And I'm really impressed by you. Thank so. you. And if you guys have any suggestions on how I can, you know, help other people, please send them my way. I mean, whether it means going shopping with brides or I've looked into maybe doing event planning, which right now is not the greatest time, but I do think like it's so important to have that voice, um, whether it be a friend or anybody with you to make sure that you know you're taken care of during this really tough time all of us so. and again you can dm alexa uh, on instagram at alexa underscore peretz p-e-r-e-t-z alexa thank you so much for joining us you were thank phenomenal. you it was so nice talking to you, you guys are awesome you too you're so awesome and you guys that's it for us make sure to rate review and subscribe um and yeah we'll be back next week with another amazing podcast until then, make sure to follow me on social media at Taylor Strecker. Bye, guys. Betches.